Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all the platforms Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Harp on Sports page. Uh, podcast available for you at Buzzsprout, uh, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. What do we have in store for you? A little SEC swap meet, Bobby Bowden's bump for the state of Florida, and also little futures finals forecast uh, with the NBA season officially wrapping up. Okay, let's start off with the SEC. Conference realignment is a lot like the draft. Everybody loves to speculate on it. Everybody has their own vision. Everybody has their own idea. And when the news came out on Wednesday that Texas and Oklahoma were interested in joining the SEC, this led to a whole discussion. What would the divisions look like? Would this be good for the SEC? What would this mean for the Big 12? And the one thing about college football that is true, it is always evolving. It is. It's always evolving. In the National Football League, we've had 32 teams, eight divisions of four, for 20 years. Major League Baseball, we've had some shift in the divisions, right? The Astros go over to the American League. We've had a couple of tweaks. But for the most part, baseball's pretty much been intact. We added an extra play-in game to the wild card. I, we, we've made one tweak, but pretty much everything's been intact for 25 years. It has, correct? Yeah, roughly. At least since the Diamondbacks came into the league along with the Rays. So basketball, we've had some changes, but for the most part, eh. college basketball has seen the biggest upheaval, right? You have entire conferences that have gone away. College football changes constantly, constantly, which is always fascinating to me because everybody is so enamored with their traditions and what makes college football so great are their traditions. But no sport changes more than this one. No sport changes more than college football, except it's fans love the traditions, but it changes all the time, all the time. It's interesting because on the SEC Network the other day, I saw something with Johnny Manziel. Uh, looking back, I don't know, it was the 10 greatest single-season SEC performances ever. There's Johnny Manziel for A&M. When Texas A&M came into the league along with Missouri, everyone said, oh, what are these two teams doing in the league? Oh, I'd rather have Florida State. Oh, I'd rather have Clemson. Oh, I'd rather. And now Johnny Manziel, the history of Johnny Manziel in this conference is amazing. Texas A&M has been great for the conference. I don't know about Missouri. It does add the St. Louis market. It does increase revenue payouts per teams because the market size, remember, that does matter. The network available in households, it's changed a little bit because of cable cutting, but for the most part, still relevant. And I was sitting here thinking about Texas and Oklahoma forming this super conference with the rest of the SEC. You're going to start to see this a lot more. We had big movement 10, 12 years ago in college sports, right? Nebraska joined the Big Ten. And then what was it? Was it right after that? Was that Colorado? It was, wasn't it? Colorado and Utah to the Pac-12. Pac-10 makes it Pac-12. And then we saw the talk of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas. We, we, we had some talks of four teams joining the Pac-12 on top of that. It didn't happen. The SEC added A&M in Missouri. The ACC basically robbed the Big East of its soul. Louisville came over. What? Syracuse came over. Was it Pitt came over? And that was the end of it. 
And for the most part, we basically have conferences realigning every five years. In the early 90s, Southwestern, or yeah, well, the SWC Southwestern Conference dissolved, and Texas joins the Big 12, right? What else happened? Well, other teams left too, didn't they? A&M into the Big 12. We had, we had, a, we had some shifts. Baylor. Then TCU joins the Big 12 a couple years later, a decade later. You, you, actually more like 15 years later, but you had all these adjustments within the conference. So early 90s, the Southwestern Conference dissolves. The SEC adds an SEC championship game in football. What happens? Florida State joins the ACC. Quiet for a while. Then Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech join the ACC. Every five years or so, we have these changes. So why can't things just stay the same? They've never stayed the same. Ever. Ever. Well, I forgot about the Big Ten, too, right? The Big Ten was Big Ten plus one, and then it became Big Ten Nebraska 12, and then it became Syracuse and Maryland. I forgot about Syracuse and Maryland. Rutgers and Maryland. I forgot about Rutgers and Maryland leaving the ACC to join the Big Ten. So this is constantly taking place. So what does Oklahoma and Texas mean? Is this going to happen? It should. Why wouldn't you? The minute the college football playoff went from 4 to 12, and conference championships, eh, eh, Conference championships used to mean something. Ten years ago, they meant something. They don't anymore. They don't. Division championships mean things. In the NFL, you get to host a playoff game. Division championships mean things. In the NBA, you get to host a series. Baseball, you get to host a series. It's one extra game. In football, what does a conference championship game mean? Eh, you get to host a first-round playoff game. It used to mean you had to win it, but did you really have to win it? Going back the last 20 years, how many teams have competed for a national title that didn't win their conference? Bet's been a third. If I went through and thought about it, I bet you it's been a third. Alabama's won national championship without winning their conference. Nebraska went to one without winning their conference. We can go up and down the ledger and find them. Alabama's won two without winning a conference, right? I think they've won two. Not to mention how many other teams have gotten there without winning it. So it's just it's just the way it works. And now with Oklahoma and Texas, what happens? Alabama and Auburn slide over. You have eight and eight. You have a super conference of 16 teams. What do you do? Seven against yours, two crossover. I don't know what you do with it. Schools are constantly trying to find a way to make more money. And guess what? Right now you kind of have this thing where you look around and go, okay, well, we have 12 games, 18 conference. All right. Well, Mississippi and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt need that extra home game because they can't survive without it. Now you're looking around. These conferences are like, why are we worried about them? We're going to make more money. Let's get Oklahoma in here. Let's get Texas in here. Now, the SEC needs 11 of 14 schools to say yes for this to happen. A&M's going to say no. A&M's going to be a big no-burger on that one. LSU's going to be a no. LSU and A&M are going to be no's. So, got to find... 11 votes somewhere, so now you're down to 12. I don't know what Arkansas is going to do. I'd have to think both Mississippi schools will look around and go, man, we'll make a lot more money, but if you're either a Mississippi school and you're going to sacrifice Auburn and Alabama for Oklahoma and Texas, because that's what you're going to do. And that would be the caveat of teams in the West, because the West teams could sit there and say, okay, Auburn and Alabama's gone, but now we're going to get Texas and Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma and Alabama get somewhat close. What about Texas and Auburn? Yeah, the last five or six years, they've been pretty much the same. Okay, we can live with that. If you're the East and you're Georgia and Florida, you look around and go, oh boy. Oh boy. But it sets up a domino effect, right? Is this going to happen? I think it is. What about the Big 12? 
Guys, individual conferences don't matter. Traditions. You well, obviously we don't care about traditions. Going to deep six the bowl games. You don't care. You don't. We killed Texas and Texas A&M. We killed Pitt and West Virginia. We killed Oklahoma and Nebraska rivalries. You don't care about those. Conferences are constantly changing. We wiped out the Southwestern Conference. We wiped out the Big East Conference. So we wiped out the Southwestern Conference, wiped out the Big East Conference. Who's going to cry for Iowa State and Kansas State? Save me that pity party because you're not, you're not serious. You don't care. Say you care, but you don't. Well, what about what? about what? what happens then? Well, then I'm sure the Big 12 is going to look around and go, oh, boy, what do we do? And then the Big 12 is going to make a full-on effort to grab Cincinnati. They're going to grab UCF. They're going to grab big markets to try to grow the Big 12. That's what they're going to do. They're going to say, we lost Texas and Oklahoma. How do we get it back? Well, we can't take teams from the Big 10. That's not going to happen. What do we do? Who do we find? Well, let's look around here. Here comes Memphis. Grab Memphis. We can grab Cincinnati. Uh, We can grab UCF. What other decent-sized school? Oh, we can grab... We can always grab USF. That's the Tampa market. We can add that. The Big 12 will shift. That's what will happen. And then you got yourself the Big 10 that's sitting there at 14. The minute the SEC goes to 16, you know the Big 10's going to do it. And I'll tell you what the Big 10's going to do right now. The Big 10's going to go after Notre Dame lock, stock, and barrel. Notre Dame will say no. Notre Dame will say no. Then what? Well, then after the Big 10 doesn't get Notre Dame, they'll go after Clemson. And you know what? They'll probably get them. They'll probably get them. The Big 10... Go after Clemson, then what? Miami? Clemson and Miami? And you can save me the whole wall. Oh, my gosh. The Big Ten? You're going to have teams in Michigan playing Miami. How's any different than Boston and Miami? It's not. It's not. Very different than Seattle and Tempe or Flagstaff. All over the place, right? We're all over the place. Or Texas, Gainesville. It's quite the jaunt. So, again... It's ever-evolving. It's ever-changing. The Big Ten, if this does happen, Oklahoma and Texas, I think the Big Ten will set its sights on Notre Dame. It won't get Notre Dame. It'll go after Clemson. It'll get Clemson. And then, I don't know if the Big Ten's interested in Atlanta. They've always been interested in Georgia Tech. I don't know what that really adds to the 4A. You're going to want to add a good program in here. When it's all said and done, I think think the Big Ten will go after Clemson and Miami. They'll go after Notre Dame first. Won't get them. Clemson, yeah. Then they've got to decide if they want Oklahoma State or Miami. I think they'll go after Miami. If they don't get Miami, they'll get Oklahoma State. That, that's what they're going to do. And then what's the ACC do? Here we go again. The ACC and the Big 12 are going to be bidding over the likes of USF, UCF, Cincinnati. That's what's going to happen. And the ACC will take that next down step. Now, what about Florida State? Yeah, I, I could see the Big Ten going after Florida State. I could. You bet I could. But again, media markets, Miami, a lot bigger than Tallahassee. Got to think of it that way. It's the way the world works. So, yeah, a little swap meet is conferences now here we go here we go and save me the old tradition you don't care about tradition the sport that changes the most constantly is college football conferences don't stay the same divisions don't stay the same alignments don't stay the same teams don't stay the same conferences don't stay the same playoff doesn't stay the same constantly changing constantly college football is going to go through what it's fourth different playoff in 23 years 24 years or at least version of it Come on, nothing changes more college football Speaking of college football, I saw the sad news. Bobby Bowden, a terminal disease. Don't know what that disease is. He's at peace with it. I was thinking about Bobby Bowden and his impact on college football. Look, I grew up in Indiana, grew up a Notre Dame fan, wasn't a big fan of Florida State. Wasn't. Wasn't a big fan of Florida State or Miami. Not a lot to do with Florida State and Miami would beat Notre Dame. 
Florida and Notre Dame really didn't play each other. So eh, when Notre Dame did play them, they beat them. So there wasn't really that animosity towards Florida. But I can tell you what Bobby Bowden meant. Bobby Bowden is the one that made college football in the state of Florida relevant. Bobby Bowden made college football in the state of Florida relevant. Miami made it elite. And Florida made it a monster. Those are the three things that took place in this state. Bobby Bowden made college football in Florida relevant. Miami made it elite as a state. Florida made it what? Made it a power. Three big schools. I mean, there are years those three schools are finished in the top 10. Florida State still has a record that I don't see ever, ever, ever being broken. Florida State had, what, 13, 14 years where they finished in the top five in a row? Florida State had 14 years where they finished in the top five in a row. Alabama and Nick Saban haven't done that. All that domination. 14 years in a row, Florida State finished in the top five. That's the dominance that he had. So, you know, Bobby Bowden puts the state of Florida on the map, at least with college football. Howard Schnellenberger takes over Miami, puts a fence around Miami, makes it lead. And then Steve Spurrier came in. Florida was moving and shaking as a state, and he's able to recruit, bring some guys in, take some guys from Miami, take some guys from Florida State, and made it a three-headed beast. Is it Ghidorah, the three-headed monster? That's what... That's what each of those coaches did. But Bobby's the one that opened the door for everybody. He is. Now you can have your debate. It's Bobby or Spurrier. You can go. That's fine. You can make it either way. Bobby won two championships. Steve won one. Correct. Facts. You know, Steve won a Heisman. Coached one. Bobby coached two. Right. Winky. And Charlie Ward. So, elite, great, fascinating. But Bobby Bowden, that's what he meant. And, you know, you start to look around and and, and what he meant and how he meant it. I, I guess I'd look at him this way. Bobby Bowden to college football in the state of Florida is what Dean Smith is to college basketball in North Carolina in the state. That's how I'd look at it. Bobby Bowden. The college football in the state of Florida is what Dean Smith is to basketball in North Carolina. So, sad. 92 years old. We all could be so lucky to live nine plus decades. So, I don't know what his prognosis is. I know it's terminal. Um, You know, he's part of that era, that 80s era. And you have these guys that were in their 50s and 60s coaching, you know, when I was growing up that are now in their 80s and 90s. You know, Lou Holtz is in his 80s. He's Guys are getting up there. So I always say, enjoy. And you, know, you got somebody that's elite and good at what they do. Enjoy them while you got them. <laughs> think about it. Not around very long when you when you really when you're young. You think you're gonna last forever, but you know you're like, well, we're not we're not really around very long, are we? No. But that's what his legacy is. Um, wrapping up with the NBA Finals. I thought it was a good postseason. Seems like the NBA Finals have been going on forever. It does, because it was a month ago. Hard to believe that it's been that long. It's been a month since we had the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. The NBA Finals took almost two, two and a half weeks. That's too long. They've got to figure out what to do. That It just spaced out too much. But I'm not going to complain too much because I thought it was a good postseason. I thought it was an enjoyable postseason. I said on my last podcast that I hope, I hope that the NBA realizes what they have here and the NBA doesn't start their regular season at the end of October instead starts at the end of November. That way they can build and, and have the postseason into July into mid to late July where nothing else is going on. 
and I noticed something about the NBA, the last four finals, we've had seven different teams, right? Four years ago, we had Golden State and Cleveland. Three years ago, we had Golden State, Toronto. Last year, we had the Heat and the Lakers. And this year, we have the Suns, right, and the Bucks. Last four years, it's eight different teams. Can't be said for the NFL. If we're talking about the NBA, it's rigged, it's rigged. It's rigged to get as many different teams in there as possible. Is that what it is? Now, the NBA Finals had higher ratings than any golf tournament this year. The highest two non-football sports ratings were two games in the Final Four in college football, or college basketball, excuse me. It's the highest rated non-football sporting events. Two games in the Final Four. Okay, I get that. I get that. And then the Kentucky Derby, and then a World Series game. So, okay, with the Suns and the Bucks, two markets. I mean, you had a couple marquee names. You didn't have the Lakers. Okay, I thought it did well. If you, I don't like the NBA. This was a game that wasn't your prototypical prototypical NBA series. It wasn't. If you didn't like that, then you just, just complain. Just gripe and moan. Always grousing and complaining. It's enjoyable. Well, I like college basketball better. That's fine. I, I don't get this thing where you cannot like a college sport and a professional sport. You have to like one or the other. Men, when it comes to our discussions, it's just funny how we act. Men, when it comes to our discussions on professional sports against college sports, we treat it like it's an in sync versus backstreet boy fight. Can't like them both. You gotta like one more than the other. You gotta hate one. You gotta like one and hate the other. I just don't, I don't get that. I don't. I'm gonna rip on the NBA. Oh, it's a bunch of, a bunch of what? Oh, they're a bunch of prima donnas. Yeah, no other sport has prima donnas. Jalen Ramsey showed up in a Brinks truck on a team that just went four and 12. Yeah, the NFL has no prima donnas. No. No, golf doesn't have any prima donnas. No. No, not at all, huh? Baseball prima donnas, no, huh? Pitchers, yes. Well, we got stuff on your glove. I'm gonna pout and throw a fit and take my pants off. <laughs> Just so spare me. Well, you don't like the NBA, okay? But again, you can't ask for more parity than that. Last four years, we've had seven different teams in the finals in football. If we had that, I don't think so. Right, Patriots have been there twice. Chiefs have been there twice. Last four years, what have we had? Rams got there. 49ers got there. Bucks got there. Parody in the NFC. You bet. Good parody in the NFC. Sure. Who am I missing? Am I missing Carolina? I think. Is that who I'm missing? So, sure. Yeah, we got parody in the NFC. Uh, Falcons, sorry. Falcons, Bucks. <laughs> think about that. Falcons, Bucks. 49ers, Rams. Interesting that only two divisions last four years in the NFL. It didn't do well for the Falcons, right? In the AFC, it's been the Chiefs or the Patriots, right? Chiefs, Chiefs. Pats, Pats. So, at least we have some. We have parity in the NBA. In the NFL, a little bit. What about Major League Baseball? Dodgers. Dodgers. Red Sox. Rays. Some parity in baseball. Some parody in baseball, but not like the NBA. And everybody that I don't like the NBA, it's the same every year. But you're really going to hate college football because it's Clemson, Alabama all the time. You hate the NBA because I'm tired of the same teams. We had a stretch there where we had the same teams four straight years. Hate it for that. I get that. But nobody hated the NBA when there was the Celtics and the Lakers doing that in the 80s. Now we have this. Well, I just don't. Okay. 
NBA is going to be just fine. Jonas is a great story. We'll see what happens next year as this evolves and fluctuates. But I wouldn't be surprised next year if the NBA Finals is Brooklyn. And and I wouldn't be surprised at all next year if it's Brooklyn and the Clippers. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wouldn't be surprised at all if if it were these two teams again. Yeah, a little bit. Lakers get healthy. NBA's in strong hands going forward. It is. So there we go. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network, at Harp on Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, of course, harponsports.com. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Spotify, Harp on Sports Podcast, the bar, also Apple Podcast, and Buzzsprout. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.